Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Hello and welcome to Bad Pow TV's Marvel Movie Marathon. We are here to talk about, for the very first time, <laughs> never before heard, Iron Man the Movie 2008. Uh, nominated for two Oscars, winner of none, but it won our hearts. That uh, it did. This at least was, it was nominated. Yeah, right. This was right at the end of a big old run brutal. of super shitty superhero brutal, movies. Brutal, brutal run we of had movies. Electra. We had Fantastic Four, which wasn't terrible because we had what's well, no, his face. Well, talk like okay. So two thousand two thousand two was X Men and yeah. X Men two and Spider Man and Spider Man and Spider Man two. So yeah. people were like, oh, cool, superhero movies can get it, and then. X3, yeah, Spider-Man 3, Ghost Rider, oh, Daredevil, Ang Lee, so The Hulk. Like, Ugh. oh my God. Name so, the rest of them. 2007, what so came out? 2006 to 2000. Actually, 2005 oh, through Jesus. 2007 was Elektra, Fantastic Four, X-Men Last Stand. Okay, wait. Take F- Fantastic Four off that Oh, list. sure. But I'm just saying. Like, this okay. is all of them that came out. So you had Elektra, Fantastic Four, Last Stand, Ghost Rider, Spider-Man 3, and then Rise of the Silver Surfer. You had six superhero movies, five of which were hot trash. Wait, hold oh, up, hold up. Hot trash. Also, did you know that in 2005, they released a movie called Man-Thing? What? Wait, like the Hangs Out with Constantine Man-Thing? Yeah. No, that's Swamp Thing. Never mind. No, no. Man-Thing. That's... It's a Lions, it was a Lionsgate what? film. Man-Gate, Man-Thing was even more of a bomb than Elektra and made less than $10 million worth worldwide. I did oh not even know. Oh, my God. I didn't know that, that was happened. A thing. Oh, we need to watch this. Oh, no. Ooh, 17% Rotten it. Tomatoes. <laughs> wow. No, it made $1.1 million at the box office. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, it's fine. Anyway, so. the point is. <laughs> From 2004 to 2008, there was a dearth of comic book movies except for Fantastic Four, which was not fantastic, but it was not terrible. Mm-hmm. It had Chris Evans in it. As no, it Johnny actually Storm. was literally fantastic. It was pretty good. No, because they're the Fantastic right, Four. Calm down. Do Touch you get Chris. it? Do you see what I did there? And then Marvel, on its last legs in the movie industry, throws all of its money into an Iron Man film. Mm-hmm. And people are like, why are you doing this to us? Yeah, because no one had really heard of Iron Man. Nobody knew about point. Iron he Man. Was B-list. People were done with superhero movies. Nobody trusted RDJ to act anymore because he's just getting out of his, like, Hey, no, jail. no, no. He had Kiss Kiss Bang Bang That's before right. that. That's yes. right. And that He was coming back. That was, his, that was yeah. his reintroduction to the American cinema. But yeah. nobody fucking saw that movie. Oh, sure. Yeah, like, yeah. I think myself, my mom, and the two of you were yeah. the only people that saw that's, that. It's, it's a much smaller film. It, it did say, I think, to the studio, this guy can still act. This and guy he can, can yeah. carry He's a got movie. his shit back together but, a bit. But can he carry a franchise? Yeah. Can mm-hmm. he carry the hopes of an entire studio an on entire his studio. Because Marvel, this was the last of Marvel's money yeah. for movies. They mm-hmm. were like, after this, no more comic book movies. So yeah. RDJ said, mm-hmm. hold my Coke, I'm going in. Yeah, and they got John Favreau, who did a couple movies in like the 90s. Yeah, like that amazing movie, uh, The Swingers. Replacements. John Favreau didn't do the replacements. He was no. in the replacements. Yeah, tomato, potato. <laughs> oh, my God. He, as I, he had very minimal directing creds under his belt at that time. Right. A couple, like, uh, you sure you indies. Didn't direct that? That, yes, I'm pretty sure he did not direct the football movie, The Replacements. Pretty sure you can trust Monica when it comes to football. No, no. I'll bet you, you 350. No. <laughs> I still need to eat tasty food in front of you. Double or nothing. No. No, I don't trust myself. I'm shifty. All right. Okay, oh, yeah. he's directing The Lion King. That's cool. I'm moving on. The point being, 2008 hits, 
they're going to make an Iron Man movie. Nobody believes in it. Yeah. Well, because they actually they shot Iron Man and Hulk at the same time. They did. They did. Mm-hmm. The Incredible Hulk. Um, They also shot. And everyone was like, why? We just had a Hulk movie and it was terrible. I have to wonder if they if they shot them like near each other and used the same crew or what the I idea like was. I, I feel like maybe they had to mm-hmm. because like they just didn't save have a bit any of money. money. I feel like they had, yeah. yeah, they had no money. Anyway. Anyway, let's. Iron Show. Man opens. I remember going to see this film. Yeah. I remember because our friend Mitch loves Iron Man. It's his favorite. And he was very excited and also trepidatious. And we went. And oh my God, it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. I re- a I re- lot of fun. I remember. Um, I think I saw it late. I think I went to like to one of those. You went to a midnight showing of a no. comic book movie? No. I mean, I saw it like not an opening after night. it came out. Oh, when it went to a second no, run we theater went opening weekend because Mitch was like super hyped about it. I think 2000, no, 2008, I was still in Illinois. So I was living with my parents at the time and I went to see it with my dad. Mm. And so my dad and I went to see it and I'm like, oh, you know, super, super hero movie. I probably like it. I like the X-Men movies, blah, blah, blah. And I remember distinctly that opening scene oh of God. him in the Humvee and he's just talking with those dudes and ACDC kicks in mm-hmm. and you just see him with the drink in his glass and he's just cracking jokes. And I'm like, immediately, I love this guy. <laughs> this yeah. guy is great. You're like, well, okay. It's such a good opening too. Cause like, it's like tense and weird and you don't know if you're going to like RDJ. You don't know if you're going to like this character. Mm-hmm. And then he makes some jokes and gets people relaxed and is, you know, that's like the most Tony Stark moment of like how to, mm-hmm. how people fall for him before they find out how much of a turd he is. Yeah. <laughs> He's Fine. all he's just all charm and charisma until you spend more than an hour with him. And you're like, I hate you. Well, you're like, Not really. I, I you really like you, but you also like I want him. to choke you. But also I want so to you choke stop you talking for so five you'll minutes. Just sit down and just be still. Yeah, because, yeah, you, you can count on Tony to show up to save the world, but you can never count on him to show up to your birthday. Just <laughs> never. No. He'll send you a really nice gift after the fact. Six oh, yeah. months late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll have bought you a house. And yeah. you're like, this is not the point, Tony. God damn it. You could have just sent me a card, okay. you yeah. weirdo. Anyway. So anyway, oh, we should actually recap what we're doing also. So in preparation Sorry, for Marvel's Infinity War, mm-hmm. um, it turns out that if you started watching them, every Marvel movie uh, this last Monday, mm-hmm. you'll end up caught up right, on right time. when uh, Infinity War comes out. Yeah. So you can watch all of the Marvel films in order to prep yourself for Avengers fucking 5, part A. <laughs> Or whatever it is. Electric it's three, Boudreaux. right? Uh, Avengers three, three. part uh, It's actually Avengers three B four, part yeah, one. Because Civil War was Civil really War was Avengers Cap three. three slash slash Avengers <laughs> You are 3A. out of control, Anderson. I am out of control. My God. They took half my Cap movie and gave it to the fucking Avengers, so I'm, so I'm pretty pissed. But, you know, Infinity War is going to give us Cap with a beard. Oh my God. It's true. I'm not going to make and it. And Bucky's back. Anyway, hair is Okay, long. so we're here for Iron okay, Man, sorry. which is what we're okay. talking about, because I've got soup waiting for me and I'm so hungry. Okay. So... I don't think, do we need to recap that? I mean. Basically, Tony Stark on a mission to sell some guns got, gets kidnapped by terrorists and they shot him and the smart scientist guy built him Yinsane. basically a magnet in his chest that yeah. keeps the shrapnel from killing him. Yeah, sure, stabbing his little heart space. And then he finds out they want him to build a missile, so he builds a suit of iron, beats the living shit out of everyone, and then flies away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then decides he's going to be a superhero. As one yeah. does. Because he just, yeah, he has a moment where he decides that he doesn't want to just sell guns anymore. He doesn't want to just be an irresponsible jackass. That he wants to take some responsibility, be a grown up a little bit, but he's also going to make a right. really cool suit to fly around in. Yeah, as one does. Mm-hmm. If so, you can, you do. Yeah, I guess. What did on rewatch? What do you y'all think of this? Does it hold up? I 
I still love this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is great. It's top five Marvel films. Mm. Ooh, that's bold. We're going to go over this at the end of this episode, Kenneth. Okay. But I'm saying, for me, still in the top five, this is the one that got me in, mm-hmm. hardcore into Marvel stuff. I started reading Marvel comic books again after I saw this movie. Um, this is what introduced me to fucking Tony Stark, who I also love. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Robert Downey Jr. from like the 80s when he was like cute and fluffy in a twink. Like, I'm in. I loved him on Ally McBeal. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I never watched that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I think it stands up. I think um, it actually also stands up to our current social and cultural mores and values and mm-hmm. how that's shifted. Mm-hmm. Where, like, he hits on women, but it's not gross. He just takes a swing. And if it, if it misses, he's fine with it. And if he hits, then he's fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely... He's 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 kind of a lech, you know. He he hits on women all the time, but he doesn't do it in a way that makes me makes it makes me feel like he's gross, you know. Like when okay, so there's a moment where um, Christy whatever Burnside or whatever her name is for Vanity Fair comes up to in- interview him, mm-hmm. and he does ask Happy like, "Is she hot?" And Happy's like, "Yeah, she's hot." And so then he spins, but he he answers her questions. There are jokes in there. Um, but he answers her questions, he pays attention, and then hits on her at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he hits on her at the beginning and she has to say yes and then he'll answer the questions. I don't know. It, it's not icky. Yeah. Even, and it's even, not just because it's Robert Downey Jr. Like, it's actually not icky. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's an interesting moment in that conversation between him and Christine where she leans hard on the dad button. Yeah. And that's the point at which he gets... He gets real serious. He gets, he gets angry. He takes the glasses off. Mm-hmm. He gets angry and then she responds in a way that says that like meets him at his level of intensity. And so then he manages to turn that back around into flirting. Yeah. And that at that point is when she's like, yeah, OK. <laughs> yeah. Like, fine. We what can ab- do this thing. What about you, Kenneth? How do you feel about it? Oh, I like it a lot. Twelve years later. No, nope, yeah. I did that math wrong. No. Nine years later. Did I do that math right? Ten years. Yeah. Ten it's, years. It's 2018 Fuck. now. Yeah. Okay, like nine and a half years. It did not come out in January. <laughs> yeah, when did, when did it release? I feel like summer. Was it a summer blockbuster, though? I feel like superhero movies weren't. April maybe. 14th. Oh, April. Oh, that's maybe that's why they always start Marvel movies in April and May. Yeah. Interesting. Or what? Well, I guess that was the premiere in Sydney premiere. That's weird. Uh, May 2nd in the United States. Huh. So, and that's yeah, how we kicked off years. the summer blockbuster schedule is with Iron Man. And I think that was Jurassic Park. I'm pretty sure it was Independence Day. Oh, man. Can we just talk about Independence no, Day? No, we I have to focus. Not the right podcast. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. No, I, I think it holds up very well. I don't know if I'd say it's top five, but it's definitely the upper half. And it's one of my favorite of the superhero origin movies because yeah. it's just – and I think it probably helped that it was one of the first ones. Right. We just, hadn't seen it four times. It's fun mm-hmm. and it's not all just angsty buildup of Ugh, do i want to be a superhero i don't know about this power no it's like, like fuck no paint me fire engine red let's go his his one like hesitation is it's not like whether or not he should do it or even whether or not he wants to do it it's whether or not he can do it mm-hmm. more of like he's not trained he doesn't you know he probably shouldn't but he really wants to yeah i think that's what i enjoy so much about it because i'm so tired of the trope of people getting hero like powers and going oh what is this i just want to be normal no you don't everybody wants to be a superhero yeah don't be a jackass i think for me what made this as an origin story so refreshing is that he doesn't keep it a secret. Yes! At first, throughout the movie, he doesn't keep it a secret from anyone in his life. Yeah. Pepper knows almost immediately. <laughs> and, and what a scene. Oh, the fright? Yeah. And and I think I had already at that time seen at least two or three Spider-Man films. 
and oh, I had it seen... was three. It was three full yeah, fucking Spider Man movies. To everyone. He's lying to everyone. He's dating women and lying to them. I had so I'd seen and so many Batman movies. Oh my god, you know. And I had seen so many movies where the hero has to keep it a secret from everyone in his life, and I yeah. was already tired of it. Ten years ago, I was tired of it. Yeah. So for him to be able to talk to Pepper and bring and tell her Rhodey. in and tell Rhodey, like that- he wanted to tell Rhodey, and mm-hmm. Rhodey rebuffed him. Oh yeah, Rhodey, if you would have just listened to him that at that first, first scene, you could have had a suit before the end of this film. Womp womp, Rhodey, dumb. Yeah, and so then to then also have that moment at the end at the press conference where he just goes, I am Iron Man. Yeah. Well, not even that. He literally goes, I am Iron Man. <laughs> like, he has the cards. Coulson's there. They yeah. have a plan. He's like, nah, fuck it. Yeah. I loved it. Because it's, it's so Tony, and it makes so much sense yeah. for, his, for the, the character that they've built in this film. And I loved it so much because it it said to me what they want all the rest of their films to be. That they want it to not be serious. That this isn't Batman Begins, okay? That this is, we're going to have jokes. And Mm -hmm. we're going to have a good time. It's going to be brightly colored and in the daytime. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to wear masks because fuck that. Fuck it. We're just going to know who he is. Well, it's just such a shift also because we had 2005, DC was actually doing pretty well. They had Batman Begins, Mm -hmm. uh, Dark Knight, I would say arguably their best movie that they've had. Dark Knight is their best film. Are we including the four Batmans from before? Like the Michael Keaton ones. Uh, well, even if we're including the four Batmans from before, only two of them could be in contention for best. Cause yeah, because the other two then, then it gets real but, like, weird. It's tough for me because I really loved the first Michael, the Michael Keaton Batman. Mm-hmm. That one is like classic bats for me. Mm-hmm. But um, Dark Knight was so fucking good. Just like commentary on society. Style. Yeah, I feel like I would say that the Dark Knight is probably of the Batman films the most well made. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would still when it, when we, if we say favorites, I would still pick original Batman or Batman Returns. I love fucking love Batman. Oh, that Returns. one's great. But is it's that just... the one with George Clooney? No, no, no. no. That's uh, the one with Catwoman. Yeah, and oh, Penguin shit. and stuff. No, Penguin freaked me out a lot. Oh, he's super. Oh, he's gross. Yeah. But goddamn, do I love me some Selena Kyle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just so weird that you have, yeah. you know, this coming out the same year as The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. and then just. DC just tanks, tanks while Marvel takes, takes off yeah, from no, here. No, it's crazy. DC ate it hard. And then after Iron Man 2, Marvel's fucking set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, whoops. Well, Get your shit was, together, that was, DC. That was an interesting, an interesting handoff to know that Dark Knight came out the same year as Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Did it come out before or after? No, uh, it came out in July, so a couple months after. Oh, okay. Man, interesting. Interesting pass off. Yeah. Well, also interesting just because like Dark Knight. Okay, so Iron Man came out and then Dark Knight came out and then Incredible Hulk came out mm-hmm. in 2008 too. And I really like Incredible Hulk. And I think that you like it more on like multiple watches. Yeah. But it did not do well. No. In theaters. It was very. Yeah. Eh, yeah. And, and then like, a, like the next year, I think Iron Man 2 came out and then the third Batman came out. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, how did they get. Thor made. You know what I mean? Like after after like Iron Man, yay, but then Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 2 is kind of like, oh no. <laughs> well, I think I think people liked it, Iron Man enough that they yeah. were able to sell the idea of a second Iron Man. Yeah. And that even though it wasn't uh, accepted very well critically, I think it did well monetarily. monetarily. Oh yeah. Box Everybody went into Iron Man 2. Yeah. So that oh, gave wow. the them suit Kate, the suit well. Kate suit, suit alone. Anyway, that was we so have cool. to save yeah. that. Sorry. Okay. So anyway, this movie is really good. Pepper is great. 
Oh my god, Pepper's so great. Their relationship is great. Mm-hmm. Where like she works for him, but she doesn't take any lip from him. She doesn't take any of his shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that their banter is really enjoyable. That she can kind of keep up with him. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's a hard balance there because you you have the the you know stereotypical man in power, woman who answers to him setup, and he is um, very dismissive. You know of her in what he says. You know so. If it if it wasn't played as well as it is in the film, it could or if it be was a terrible. different actor. Yeah, that he there's a fine line between the way he is with Pepper, where he's he's brusque and he's like, no, don't don't talk to me about I'm that. I'm not gonna listen to you. Yeah, yeah. Don't bring that to me when it's yeah. four months. Out. I need you to absorb and and, and deflect that. deflect that. Don't bring it back to me. But the way that Pepper is with him, the look on her face, the way she responds to mm-hmm. him, it's much more as if she's leading a child around. So you never feel like she's cowed by his power over her. She's got no time for his nonsense. Well, also, Mm -hmm. I like that she doesn't take him seriously at all. Mm -hmm. Like, when he gives a directive, fine. But when he's like, don't do that, and he's like just running at the mouth at her, Mm -hmm. I like that she's like, nope, we're just going to focus on what really needs to happen. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Jeff Bridges was great in this. He was a super creepy. I liked him. What? I know. I just really hate Obadiah. Oh, no. Obadiah Stane is a For everything he's done to douchebag. Tony. Yeah. But Jeff Bridges killed it as a bad oh, guy. Oh, nailed it. Right? There, he's so creepy. We've watched this movie a billion times because there's a lot of really subtle relationship stuff, like, layered in that mm-hmm. we're noticing between everybody. But, like, between Obadiah and Tony, like, every time Obadiah touches Tony, Tony shies away or shrinks. And it's just, like, a really good beat from robert downey jr Mm -hmm. thinking oh this kid's parents died this guy's been in charge of him he went to mit really young you know nobody's ever really taken him that seriously and then all of a sudden he's in charge of this company with this giant guy standing above him yeah so i don't know i just really like those character beats that they put in that thought and time and then he takes the literal heart from his literal chest. Like, yeah. oh my God. Uh, I would say um, for anybody who, who hasn't seen this fo- film literally a thousand times, you <laughs> might, might want to rewatch um, the scene in the hangar with the giant um, arc reactor. Yeah, the first time right they're back, back and it's Obadiah and Tony together and Obadiah comes strolling up in his like Segway oh, mm-hmm. and okay. just like aims it at Happy and gets off and walks away because he's, he's a fucking asshole. But he com- when he comes in and he's talking to Tony and he has, he, and that guy has big hands. Big hands. And when he puts his hand up on like high on, on Tony's, Tony's like shoulder, like, almost, almost the neck. Almost on his neck. And the way that Tony like leans, leans in, doesn't lean into it the way you would lean into a hug, but is like pulled down by it. Like yeah. he's trying like to he escape literally it. like mm-hmm. well, or like oh would I just put his hand on him as like a stone weight? Mm-hmm. There's just a there's a lot going on. Yeah, I like a lot of subtle character beats like that. Yeah, oh that guy's such a fucking creep. And uh, yeah. we we talk a lot later on about the there's the conversation that he and Tony have during the big fight on the freeway when he's yelling at him about you know his parents and I built this company. And I, I was I always found it really interesting in the years between that movie's release and later movies because I had conversations with friends of mine about whether or not we thought Obadiah you know killed Tony's parents because yeah because legitimately until it makes sense. until Cap Three happened we thought Obadiah did oh it. yeah. Yeah. yeah, it seemed like something he would do. But like I had a conversation with a friend of mine who said, "Well, I always assumed that he did it, but I always thought it was weird." that he didn't mention it in that fight. I yeah. thought that he, if he had done it, if he had done it, he would have said, yeah. And that's why I had your dad killed. Yeah. yeah. So that always struck me as odd. 
But so I like the fact that they didn't have him say that. It feels like layering in for the later Hydra reveal. Yeah. Well, and it's so interesting, too, because I don't know if they had this kind of a universe thing planned or if they were just going for like a three movie arc the way they do most superhero movies at that Mm -hmm. point. Um, But based on what they've been able to do just with shit from that film. Like, I wonder how much they kind of wanted to get done. Yeah. And, like, left little notes in this movie going, if no one notices and this doesn't get off the ground, fine. But if it gets off the ground and we get what we want out of it, here's a fucking universe we can build. So it's interesting. To bring in, to bring in S.H.I.E.L.D., to bring in Just fucking, can we talk about Coulson? Like, oh my God. Baby Coulson. He has like seven lines. He's in this film for four and a half minutes or something. Just wants like five minutes. Five minutes. I love we're watching it and it's the point where he's like back, whatever, and he's doing the press conference, and it's a shot of Gwen of Pepper watching, and then it's a shot of Tony, and then it's a shot back to Pepper, and Colson's just there. Like he just appeared out of nowhere. And he's just this like like demure, whitewashed, like plain dude and you're like who's mm-hmm. this fucking guy Literally, we don't even yeah. care about this guy his suit is too big for him the cuff comes halfway down his hand yeah he's like he looks like he's his hair is thinning he's shorter than her he's like pasty you're like what is this dude this dude is just it's just nothing he's just some bureaucrat from a place with a really long name Ugh, so good so good the strategic homeland Interfo- inter enforcement intervention logistics division yeah it's quite a name. He's like, yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> well, like Clark Gregg's delivery too. He's such like he's such a like solid, quiet, funny dude. Yeah, where he can be deadpan, but you can he- like you know he's making the joke was so good. Where like he's making fun of himself while she's making fun of him, mm-hmm. and then he shows up at the end for their like meeting, <laughs> and she's like, "Yep, we're doing it. Come yep, with us." And he's like, "Let's he go." Just goes and the moment when he like. He, it's like the no look pass, which yeah. is like, oh, my key card's not working. I don't know why. And he just holds his hand out and someone hands him a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just so calm throughout that whole ordeal. He just puts it and he goes, okay, you're going to want to step away. Like, he's just really key- easy with her. And then he just stands there, arms crossed, like waiting. And like, fucking, oh, God. Clark Gregg, what a gift. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then when they, they go in there to look for the Ironmonger suit and then you see them investigating and he just does this hop skip over it's, we over watched the it like four times my god <laughs> okay i will not apologize for how much i love phil i Coulson. love phil colson i will love phil colson until the sun burns out okay <laughs> the things that that man did just by being interesting mm-hmm. inside of a boring suit well i would say it's very much him got shield up off the ground the tv it show. literally like, was him like he didn't even know he was gonna be he didn't even he didn't know he was gonna or did he know he was gonna be in a, a iron man 2 no yeah he didn't know he was gonna be in iron man 2 and then like oh bt bt dubs like everybody really liked you do you want to be in iron man 2 and he's like yeah sure no problem and then at the end of iron man 2 they like called him up and were like oh hey you want to like be in thor and he's like all right, and like, I know, but because like fans just like really reacted to him. Five years in the, to a TV show. Yeah, he has that line in Iron Man Two about New Mexico. Yeah, he's like, "Oh no, I'm not your babysitter anymore. I gotta go do a job in New Mexico." And you have no idea what that means in yeah. 2009 because yeah. you're like, "What's in New Mexico?" Well, no, Clark Gregg didn't know what that line meant. Yeah, he's like, yeah. "He was just saying stuff. I don't know." And they're like, "Oh no, that's because you're going. To, you're going to be you're, in Thor. You're going to yeah. be in Thor." He's, and he's like, like what? "Wait, what? Cool. Okay. Sorry, I'm um, what?" And I just love that he. 
embodied this character in such a way that people noticed him when they weren't supposed to notice him, but he still sold it as a person you wouldn't notice. Yeah. That then rolled into five films and a television show Mm -hmm. because people loved him so much. Like, that's amazing. He's in the 616 now. He has a cartoon show. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Everybody loves Colson. International gift. Yep. I love him. There's so much good in this. I love... um, in the, the one of the first scenes with Tony and Pepper, we have her mentioning that it's her birthday, and so she's taking the day off, and mm-hmm. then Tony... No, he's like, why are you trying to get me out of here? It feels like you're trying to get me out of here. I'm allowed to take time off on my birthday. my birthday. And she mentions that he bought her a very nice gift. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he sees her at that gala that he's not supposed to go to... Yeah. He's like, wow, this is a really nice dress. She's like, well, you bought it for me. So cute. Yeah. Uh, there's so much good stuff. I love I love him deciding to, to go back to um, Yinsen's country. And, and I know I want to call it Kimura and it's not that's a person. <laughs> no. Um it's, I, I think it starts with, it a starts with a G. It's not Galway, that's in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Yinsen's company. Well, he's cuz he went he went to the first he's just fucking around with the suit. Yeah. He builds the flies suit. He wall. flies the suit. Gomera. Gomera. Village and then in. it's that moment where like Obadiah has told him, yeah, we're selling guns again. You're an idiot. Mm-hmm. And then he's sitting at home and it's that moment where he's like got the screwdriver and he's yeah. like angrily fixing the gauntlet. Yeah. And then he's in Golmera beating the shit out of people. And it's just like you, RDJ just acting in that moment. You just watch him get so frustrated and angry. There's nothing he can do here. There's mm-hmm. nothing he can do about the company. There's nothing he can do about Obadiah. But he can fly 5,000 miles across the world and save some people. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting, the, again, the movie skirts a fine line um, and manages to avoid white savior problems. Yeah. By, ha- he go- he flies into a place that he doesn't, he know- really knows nothing about. It's not really his fight, but he doesn't just fly in and be a hero and save everyone. He takes out some threats, but then he leaves the guy yeah. for the people. And he's people. like, here you go. Solve your problem. Yeah, I'm going to leave I this for this you. I give this gift to you. Because this guy's been fucking up your life, not yeah. mine. Mm-hmm. So there's like this really good, like, like serious moments. And then he gets hit by that tank while he's flying. And then he's like, okay, my turn. And that tiny missile. Yeah, just- <laughs> and it's like, dink. And you're like, really, Tone? And then it just like the whole tank goes. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, my God. So and good. then when he gets into that fight with the with the fighter pilots. <laughs> <laughs> Rody, it's me. It's me. no, it is me. It's literally me. It's literally me. Ugh, so good. Why does it sound like you got the top down? <laughs> I'm jogging in the canyon. I'm in the canyon. I'm gonna go for a run. Why do you already do sound? Ugh, oh, so good. Terrence Howard, oh. you screwed that pooch. Yeah, he's the worst though. So we're glad it's not him. Oh yeah, no, okay. I um Don Cheeto. Yeah, jeez. All I could think of was I. I really like Rody better. I was like, no, that's who it's he's still, playing. Still, yeah. still the same. Yeah. I mean, he did a good job. I like the way that Don Cheadle is Rhodey. Don Cheadle's Rhodey makes more fun of Tony than mm-hmm. Terrence Howard's Rhodey. Yeah. Terrence Howard's Rhodey is like the straight guy to Tony um, instead of they're like actually friend friends. Yeah. But when you get to Don Cheadle's Rhodey, now that guy pushes makes fun back of Tony all the time. Yeah, it makes me happy. Which is important. You got to push back with Tony. You yeah. got to have a friend who can knock you down a couple of notches, especially if you're Tony fucking Stark. Fact. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to discuss now the designing of the second suit. And the jet boots and dummy and Butterfinger. Oh, I love dummy. Dummy and Butterfingers. They're so great. I just like it's so interesting to me just the tech that were they sell us that Tony could have. Mm-hmm. Not only does he have these two ro- robot friends, but the robot friends know how to do stuff on their own where he mm-hmm. can say clean that bench and they can go and like sort shit. 
which yeah. sure but not only that he's actually able to speak to them colloquially and they understand what he's saying like he just talks at them and they do stuff well i i kind of assumed their earlier iterations of jarvis mm-hmm. that as he kept upgrading his they got home system he delegated them to more I don't want to say menial tasks, but tasks that were within their ability to comprehend. Yeah. Yeah. But like even his interaction with those two robots is really cute because this is a kid who his parents died, probably never had any friends, went to MIT when he was 13, definitely didn't have any friends, probably like bumped into Rhodey in like a fight somewhere and Rhodey pulled his ass out of it. Mm -hmm. And then he decided he and Rhodey were going to be friends. Like you. And Rhodey's like, well, I just, this kid follows me around now. I don't really know. (laughs) And yeah. then he, but he has these two robots that he's friends with and he chit chats at and like they do projects together. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love Tony's tech. Uh, I love the, the 3D projections that he builds oh, and man. how he interacts with them. That is okay. The that's dream. not until Iron Man 2. No, he has uh, that in this. Yeah. No, he, yeah, he uses it to. Oh, that's right. Where he takes everything around. out yeah. and yeah. he like throws shit away. That's mm-hmm. right. Sorry. Uh, I was thinking about in the beginning before he left for the car, it said give me an exploded view, but it was on a screen. Mm-hmm. So he didn't actually have the like. Not the, the not the later stuff, but no, it, no. I mean, yeah. even in the first movie, it wasn't until he got back from Afghanistan mm-hmm. that he had the hologram tech where he could like go yeah. in and take shit yeah. out. And I feel like maybe that has to do with the way in which he had to build in that cave where he had the plans that were literally exploded view, but on paper. Mm-hmm. And maybe he liked working with his hands on the paper that he figured out a way to do that with tech once. He yeah, got home. getting that kind of depth of seeing through multiple layers yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, I love Jarvis. Jarvis is amazing. So great. I just want my own personal Jarvis. I want my own personal Jarvis. Yeah. So much. Also, he programmed his AI to have sass. Yeah, which is great. Who does that? Actually, I like to think that he programmed his AI to just be competent and independent. And then Jarvis developed developed on its own. Developed sass. Yeah. (laughs) I actually like that, too, where Tony went, I want you to be able to figure your own shit out and learn. I'm not here to hold your hand. I need you to be helpful in whatever direction that takes. I'm here for it. And then suddenly it got sarcasm. Yeah. And he's like, like, "How? uh, no, wait, hang on. Damn it. Too much exposure to Tony Stark will (laughs) develop more sarcasm. Yeah, that's science. It's like you hang out too much with Captain America. You're just going to become more righteous. You just become a better person. Just the way it is. Um, But him testing out the boots for the first time. Comedy gold. So great. Still funny. Yeah. 10%. Too much thrust. Too much thrust. (laughs) And he tells, he's all dummies on fire patrol. Mm -hmm. And then when he gets the boots working right, and he's like, if you spray that me with that can and I'm not on fire, I'm donating you to college. (laughs) So good. Yeah. It really set the standard for the Marvel feel of movies. Yeah. Where it's good action, but good comedy. Yeah. Where like it's serious. They have serious things that they talk about and it's either societal or war based or community based or whatever. There is a theme inside of it. Like there should be because Mm -hmm. superhero comics are about what's going on in the world around them. And but also like they have the ability to also be funny about it, Mm -hmm. which I think is really hard to do. Mm -hmm. And they've been nailing. Yeah. Generally. Because. Yeah, I mean, you know, you make it hard, you make it tough, but then for the love of God, you tell a joke. Yeah. Please, God. Agreed. Okay. When he was, like, flying over his cars, and he's like, oh, this isn't where I want to be. Yeah. Oh, man. So many pretty cars. Oh, my God. No, when he... he does the first flight and then he tries to land and then he crashes through three stories, a piano and a car. Uh, yeah. Tony, no. <laughs> he should know whether or not his house is reinforced. Yeah. <laughs> well, that just means more upgrades. Yeah. Anyway... I still love this movie. Oh, it's a great movie. Oh, it's so good. I love that Tony, in the when he created the suit, made the suit have a really nice butt. 
Like the suit has a great butt. There's somewhere you know, for his butt to go. Yeah. Okay. Because you know that moment when he races happy to the plane and then the wind is blowing against him and yeah. the camera is at his ass. It's one of the most beautiful butts I've ever He's seen. He's got a great butt. Oh my God. It's because they put lifts in his shoes. Yeah. That, nice. Pop that ass. That's funny. Yeah. That's why women wear heels. Makes your boot look. Your, your boot? <laughs> makes your boot, makes your boot scoot? <laughs> yes. Makes That's your booty fair. look banging. Okay. When, on that note, <laughs> that is our uh, first banging review of a movie. <laughs> oh, wait. We forgot. It ends with the first Marvel stinger. First Ooh, Marvel stinger. Yeah. First like, connection to maybe having a larger universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some weird guy. Well, up. like someone takes out Jarvis. Yeah. How does which that is happen? weird. And then there's a tall, black, one-eyed man in his living room. Also weird. Mm-hmm. Just wearing a duster. Just wearing yeah. a duster because he's the most extra kid on the <laughs> oh, planet. Oh, I know. And I <laughs> love Fucking Nick Fury being extra as hell. And it's Sam Jackson, and that's so great. Oh, my God. Perfect fucking casting. Yeah. Also, like, legitimately, whoever they hire to do casting for these films, perfect. Oh, on point. They are right? so yeah. good. Like, RDJ for this, and then they picked um, Hemsworth out of nowhere for Thor, they picked. Well, they, they went on a Chris run. Yeah. Well, then they pick Evans, who like did a move, a superhero movie, but didn't really get off the floor, and he was in a couple things, but not really. Because he never played anybody like Steve Rogers. No, mm-hmm. he no. always played like Someone the lovable, the, the lovable douchebag. Yeah. yeah. Or like frat broy. Yeah. And then they just nope. Chris Evans. He looks like he can be Steve freaking Rogers. Yeah. Sure. You're like what? I, I was know. like, I don't know. I saw that guy in some other things. I don't, I just, I don't, I don't know. know. He's real pretty, but I'm just not sure. And then yeah. I came out of that movie with stars in my eyes. Stars. My goodness. Literal stars. Okay. Well, anyway, we will get to that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so any final thoughts on this? Okay. So legit top five of Marvel movies for me. Okay. That's fair. I don't know where in the five, but it's in there. Yeah. It, it vacillates, but I just, this movie over the years has come to mean so much to me. Like, there's a lot of emotional connection with it for me. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think even absent of that, it stands on its own as such a quality film, a, a quality Marvel film, and such an amazingly fresh take on the superhero origin story. Yep. That I just think, even if I had, if I even if I just saw it for the first time today, I'd be like, "Damn, this is a good movie." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would always recommend it to everybody. If you don't think you would like a superhero movie. Let me give you this film. You should you should watch yeah. it, man. Because I think it really straddles where later films go off in more directions of, oh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is a lot funnier. Right. Or Civil War is a lot more serious. This one mm-hmm. really just sits in the middle of the entire genre that they're trying yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it encompasses everything that they want to do. Too, mm-hmm. And know? so so much of it really does come back to the way that Robert Downey Jr. and John Favreau work together. Because so much of the script is just RDJ riffing. It's him riffing. Mm-hmm. Like there Gwyneth Paltrow and Terrence Howard actually like had trouble on set with him because they're there to like say their lines and tone like Tony. Robert Downey Jr., he never says what's in the actual script unless he really likes it. And so he'll just take take after take after take, just throwing shit at them. Hmm. And they have to kind of react to what he said in character versus what their actual line is. That sounds like a big old hassle. I mean, oh, it yeah. is, but then you get this film. <laughs> oh, yeah. you It it feels a lot more natural and yeah, real. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, I mean, we'll get to it, but that's one of the reasons he and Joss Whedon didn't really work well oh, together in yes. Avengers. Because mm-hmm. Joss is not here for ad libbing. No. Yeah. Josh, Joss wrote it and you will say it. Yeah. Correct. Anyway. Okay. And on that note, we will see you next week with the second one The Incredible, Incredible Hulk. Hulk. Incredible Hulk. Well, technically, I think in the timeline. No, it, it goes this one, then Hulk, then Iron Man 2. Yeah. Do they mention Hulk in Iron Man 2? No. 
Well, no. No, I thought we were doing but a Tony does show movies. up at the end in the stinger of Incredible Hulk. Yeah, and talks to Thunderbolt. So it definitely goes before Iron Man 2. I'm going to look it up. Okay. <gasps> Regardless, we'll be back next week with the Hulk. Yay! that's what's going to happen. Uh, so thank you for listening. We'll see you for the next Triple M. Marvel. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Same Bam time, same Pow channel. Bam Pow! This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com.